0: <clears throat> Kyle, man, how do I sound today? Do I sound like an old man? You sound, sound the okay, same. I sound the same? Okay, yeah, Okay, that's man. good, man. I'm healing up a bit, you know? I was, uh, I chatted with uh, Ben Burnell earlier in the week. Uh, the voice is a little raspy a couple days ago, but today, yeah. feeling pretty good. What happened? But, man, I was, I, was just, I think it's the post-wedding detox, man, oh, you know? Okay. But um, I was on the phone with my mom, and, you know, I my voice sounded like just absolute hell. And she's just like, yeah, well, you know, now that you're married, you're probably aging rapidly. I was like, oh, Got hit with the mom burn Yeah that's Oh a good man way. They don't happen very often But when they do man They hit you They do hit they you They hit you
1: Okay the, the mom burn Wedding Marriage you're, you're aging rapidly But you're happy
0: Yeah And I, that's
1: all that matters
0: There we go Silky and filthy Where we talk a lot of hockey And a whole lot of bullshit Gives
2: it away Horvath centers Politely? Why would I be polite with you? Are you kidding me? Fight! Save guys, five minutes each for fighting!
0: Never look yourself in the mirror, right? You're always good. You never make the mistakes.
2: Yeah, you know, they're a, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're a good team. They play hard. Obviously, they're a good team. They have a lot of good players.
0: You're about to listen to some puck talking bullshit. Welcome! to another episode of Silky and Filthy with your host, Trevor Beggs. Well, I might be aging rapidly, but this show keeps trucking on. Welcome to Silky and Filthy, all you silky studs. I'm Trevor Beggs. The voice isn't so silky today, but Kyle's looking pretty silky. Kyle, how you doing, man? Thanks, man. You know what? I'm not looking
1: that silky. Trevor's just always so nice. I haven't got a haircut in two weeks. I'm kind of trying to grow out the top a bit more. And I haven't shaved my beard. Yes, ladies, my beard. Trevor, you looking at the beard? the yeah, they go bad. You, they lo- the ladies no, love I'm that. No, I'm talking
0: about the beard, man. Yeah, you, like, yeah, you, talk- know, you have it coming in there too okay, now. Yeah, I know yeah. it looks
1: like mutton chops right now. But if like, just imagine if that connected. I'm worried though if, if like the beard era. Because you know, there's somewhat of a beard era, right? In the world of, I guess if you're single, there's like a beard era. Well, I right? mean,
0: we're, we're in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. This, fair is, enough, this fair is beard enough. season if you're a okay, hockey fan. The
1: ladies, they love the beard. I'm scared at the age of 26, by the time I get a beard, which may be, you know, 28, the ladies won't even give a fuck about a beard. And like, what's the point of this? Yeah, it's a
0: risky call, man. Honestly, it is. I, I, I it feel is. like, I feel like the the ladies I've seen around you, they, they do appreciate the goatee. There's someone up with that glasses goatee combo you got yeah, going on.
1: Yeah, you know? They're loving that. They're loving that. I just look like Vancouver.
0: Yeah, seri- seriously, man. I mean, uh, we got the draft coming up here in Vancouver. This month. It's June now. Nobody of yeah. those guys have beards. Do you know anyone in high school that had just like a full-out beard? Yeah, my homie Roy. Yeah?
1: That guy had the thickest playoff beard of all time. Because it was 2011. I don't want to bring it up too much. 2011 Stanley Cup run in Vancouver. A lot of people had beards. And my homie in high school had a thick beard. So you meet people like that who, who can grow facial hair very quickly. And it's, so it's how, like, how?
0: how young are we talking for this guy when he had a beard?
1: How young are we talking? Yeah. 16, 17, 18. Yeah. And yeah. it happened. Puberty just hit him.
0: Yeah, man. those guys, it's, it's, it's so funny when that happens. I had a buddy in high school. Apparently, he told me this story. I didn't know him then, but when he was 11 years old, he was trick-or-treating. And we're trick-or-treating at 11 years old. Come yeah. on. Obviously, you're trick-or-treating. You're,
1: you're going to tell me 11-year-old had a beard?
0: He didn't have a beard, but uh, parents turned him away because he was like, Oh, no, no. You're too old to trick-or-treat. He's like, I'm 11.
1: <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> Is
0: that a sad man? It's the perils of being... Uh, uh looking old early but it's paid off because obviously in high school this guy came into my high school grade 11 had a full-on beard dude oh, like no. i'm talking like he pretty much had everything but the mustache he, he never uh grew with the mustache but um pretty much had the full-on beard otherwise man at 16 this guy's going to the liquor stores no problem getting all the ladies so you know what for all the for whoa all the whoa, whoa
1: liquor stores at grade 11
0: yeah by dude, himself yeah no one Crazy, eh? Crazy, man. That yeah. was probably your best friend. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I kept him around, man. I kept him around, that's for sure. Are you friends with him anymore? <laughs> uh, he, he moved to New Jersey, man. No New way. New Jersey, yeah. That's a good so, place. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, man. Good
1: place. Speaking of New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the draft.
0: Exactly. What a segue. I didn't even try to do that. That ah, just Ah, yeah, happened. sure.
1: I, I see you looking at your notes, man. You don't got a lot of views. Oh, videos. come
0: on, man. I, just, I got lost in uh in Brett Favre's eyes for a second, man. I'm still a giant Brett Favre head on your shirt.
1: Yeah, shout out to the Green Bay Packers. Shout out to the state of Wisconsin. Football season is coming up. We still got a week of hockey left, and then we got all that bullshit—the draft, free agency. Oh, I can't wait! Times, I
0: can't wait for that bullshit, man. The draft's coming up. To me, it's one of the most intriguing first rounds in years, and especially on the U.S. side. Like, man, there are like six, seven guys in that U.S. What team. is
1: happening?
0: It's, it, you know, it's, it's it's a takeover, especially this year. But uh, and, and it's the WHL too. Give some love to the WHL. You got a couple guys there, right at the top, who are are really stellar players too. So I like to see that as Western Can- Canadian guys here.
1: Yeah, you know, straight up, I think uh, the dub over here. A lot of a lot of players playing the, uh, are from the states. They're having good careers, and, and just looking at that that United States development program. What is there like four players or three players going in the top ten? Possibly, this is this is great. Yeah, you heard that right. This is great. When I was younger, I, I hated the U.S. when it came to hockey. Okay, I remember specifically in twenty ten during the Olympics. I, I was that asshole, that 16, 17-year-old asshole that was, that was going on the streets. Fuck the U.S., fuck the U.S. I was, I was in that patriotic sports type of aura. I know, I'm an asshole. I, I, I'm, I'm an honest guy, though.
0: You are an honest guy. I do It was back that, in the hey, day,
1: I was one of those people. Gets heated in those Younger, movies. bigger, I wouldn't say a bigger sports fan, but more, more into it.
0: You're more Look, emotional. More than more emotional.
1: Is. More emotional about it. I was saying things like that. But now since I'm 26 and I'm looking at the USA being being very good at hockey that's great competition is is vital in anything in life and any sort of competition the americans are damn good at hockey they have a good team now i don't think they're close to canada yet no real real talk i don't i was hearing on the radio how someone was arguing that they were close and and they mentioned the name like brock bezer and and i don't know who the radio host was at the time i think it was andrew walker he's like brock bezer isn't, isn't even making the canada team so we don't have much to worry about as far as talent goes. But the, the gap is getting really, really, well, really, really it, close. You no, know, you have
0: to look at the age group, though. Because I think ever since yes. Austin Matthews got drafted, even, even throwing Brock Besser and Kyle Connor and guys like that in the equation. You know what? With all these guys behind them coming up, like this yes. draft is crazy on the U.S. players.
1: Even their defensemen.
0: Yeah, I, I think in you know four to, four to six years, the U.S. could conceivably have a better, more talented team. Wow, on team. paper. Yeah, on paper. On paper, that's Canada. what you're
1: saying. Because at the end of the day... The world is getting better at hockey, and when you look at the the elite nations, uh, I'm not gonna say it's a wash that Canada's gonna gonna win automatically. No, it's not like that. Anyone can win these tournaments out of those big nations. But you're telling me that in four or five years, on paper, you can make that argument that the United States have a better team than the best in Canada. That's that's bold, Trevor. That's bold.
0: I don't know, man. We'll see. It's a, It's. I love making predictions on this show. So let's just throw that one out there. Four to six. I actually I don't like. Actually, I don't know if I want to make that prediction. I'm still Canadian no. You made it. You made it. I kind of made it we now. Made it. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. This is kind of what I see coming in the pipeline in international hockey. It's gonna be, uh, might be tilted toward the U.S. in a few years. That's for sure.
1: I just blew into the mic with that, with that eagle energy. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, you blowing on the fans, man! Jeez, uh, uh, I don't know if I, I don't. But know if I'm should feeling energized. Or, it worked. Oh, all right. Okay, okay, Damn. okay. Well, uh, you, you're, you're gonna need some energy for this, man. Because oh, yeah. I, d- I did a little exercise earlier this week. Uh, I'm always curious about uh, some of the cool names out in the draft. There's there's a lot of funky names out in the world, you know, a lot of funky names, and and this year's draft. I mean, what about what about <laughs> Capo Caco? Like that's one of the best names in this draft, hands down.
1: And when I'm looking at this list, because we're about to play a little game here. The first name, yeah, Capo Caco. That's the that's like the easiest name out of th- this whole list. And I'm looking at it like, damn, is Trevor trying to play a game with me? Is he lying to me? Are these names even real? Yo, do you think, do you think uh, having these crazy names are they good for the NHL? Like, is it hard for new fans to to come into this come into this league and enjoy it because they can't even they can't even pronounce like half these names. <laughs>
0: You yeah, so it's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of Eastern European names in here because they're <laughs> they're funky. You know, I feel like Eastern Europe sometimes is like in terms of names, like the Japan of Europe. You know, Japan, you always have those crazy long, crazy names. Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah, that's and, true. You know, I don't Europe's mind like a long that too. Name. If I if I met if I met a girl, and her last name was Anyabuchi, oh, I'd be turned on. Oh,
0: 100% Anya Bucci is a very it's a sexual name for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's something there's something sexy up? Is it because we're we're hockey fans? Like yeah, Anya bucci that's a that's a sexy ass name. I don't know. Okay, maybe maybe I'm going to be turning, right? It's a compliment. We're not, we're not yeah. insulting it, so. It's a compliment. But yeah, we're going to play a little game here. We're going to go through some of these cool names. Uh play along with us. Okay? We'll we'll make a little funny little trailer out of this. Play along with us. Trevor, do you want to play the game or should I play the game? Do you know more of these names?
0: no i think i should play the game man let's go okay so you should play the game You, you look prepared i'm not even sure that what's going on with this game but let's go
1: okay so all i want you to do is you gave me the list of all these prospects that are in the 2019 nhl entry draft happening at the end of the month in beautiful vancouver british columbia just pronounce them okay try pronouncing these names you don't know how to pronounce them i may not know how to pronounce them we'll let the fans decide if we're doing it right let's have some fun with this man hockey names are they're symbolic to what hockey is
0: for sure man for sure and how about when I, i'm gonna throw a few of my favorite ones out here i'll do a little countdown and how about you tell me if i'm right
1: just uh, do it from the start because that's the way i made the slides okay just do it from the start make it easy for me okay
0: all right okay make the list, okay, go okay from start to right. bottom well this is off of uh, prospect ranking list so the farther we go it's going to be a little bit deeper into the jungle you might not know these guys as well but you're going to remember some of these names or your, or your brain's going to be in a pretzel, a yeah. pretzel one or pretzel, the other.
1: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> little puzzle right here.
0: Well, okay, I only got one more first rounder other than Capo Caco. This is a pretty easy one. Uh, Bobby Brink. Yeah, why'd you put
1: that name I, there? I think
0: it's, it rolls, I kind of wrote to like Ricky Bobby, you know? It's like all those names Holy that just rolls, off, rolls is, off the tongue.
1: That name is cool, Bobby Brink.
0: Bobby now, Brink. Now, here's a
1: good story. The headlines right. write
0: themselves too, but anyways, go ahead.
1: I wanted to name my first son Bobby. Now, my, my last name is Bowen. And, and just say it, Bobby Bowen. Bobby, yeah, that's a great name, Bobby Bowen. Now say yeah. Bobby Bowen going down the left wing. Bobby Bowen going down the left wing. Exactly! Passage to Bobby Bring ball back
0: to Bowen, he scores! Exactly,
1: Bobby Bowen going down the left fucking wing. I always wanted a son named Bobby. Always so Bobby, wanted a son is Bobby Bring going to be
0: like your favorite player now or
1: what? No, that, you know what? I had a I had a feeling that you only put that name here not because it was difficult but because it, it sounded cool I get it now move on
0: yeah there's there's difficult names and cool names yeah. it's not it can't, it can't just be all a pretzel here we
1: promised that's the easiest name they all get hard after this
0: all right time time to go for the next one oh my god <laughs> here's, where, here's where the the work starts Vladislav Kolyanchuk
1: <laughs> he said I think he butchered the end but it's okay once he's in the show we'll we'll learn how to say it move on
0: all right the next one holy shit. <laughs> I think it's oh, just yeah, Peter. This, one, this one's easy, yeah. I think it's probably just Peter, but it's I'll spell it out for the listeners: P Y O T R. So it's I think it's Peter Kotkachev. Oh no, Kotske, Koch- <laughs> Koch-ke- Kots, Kotske, Kotschetkov, Kotske. Oh, that's a okay. That, you, you oh my failed. god! N- move on. That one. <laughs> move one. on. Next one. Next one. This one. This one's actually one of my favorites. Sasha Mutala sounds like a character from Mortal Kombat. He man. does. Sounds um, like un- a character. from... That's an from unbelievable um, name. That's one of my game. favorites in the draft for sure. He
1: also sounds like. Like a t- Tommy Santala, you know? He's a not going to be that. This guy's not going to be that good. Just, yeah, don't even Dude, try. Dude,
0: Sasha Mutala? Dude, this guy's probably a beast. Look, move on, I man. I don't know, man. It sounds dangerous. Uh, this one's Val- Valentin Bomber. Great name. Yeah, that's Nine a Nine out of name. ten. Yeah, that's a great name right there. Uh, th- This guy, he's in uh, the CHL right now. Uh, Massimo Rizzo. Is this guy Italian? I believe so. Yeah, he must be. No Come way, Massimo Massimo Rizzo. Rizzo. That's awesome, yo. No, I believe he's a Canadian of Italian descent. Awesome, man. I wish CHL. this guy the he best. Be, yo. he can be a WHL guy.
1: Massimo Rizzo Not bad, right?
0: Yeah. You, any <laughs> Any hockey game would be fun with uh, with that guy or team. Yeah. Seriously, this guy's got a name right here, Evgeny
1: Oksentiyak. Och-
0: oh Oksentiyak. Yeah, probably. Right? Evgeny Oksentiyak. That makes sense. Not bad. Move on. Uh, Quinn Schmeman. That's a beer. Shmi Man? Man? Yeah,
1: yeah, not bad, right? Yeah, could be. Yeah. it out of Shmi Man?
0: <laughs> that rolls off the tongue, man. That's a, that's a marketing slogan right there. There you go. Uh, this one's the shortest name on the list. Aku Ratti. Great name. Yeah. Great name. Uh, this one, a little bit back, a little <laughs> longer. Ilya Al- Altibark McYan. Whoa. Yo. Say that again, man. Ilya Altibark McYan. Great job, bro. I'm proud of you, man. Jeez. Um... I'm proud of you, bro. That was good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've uh, I've Sasha mutilated a few of them, yeah, but uh, oh, wow! But that one, okay. that one, I got. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, next one, you mentioned it off the top, Montana Anyabuchi. Great name! Oh my he god! You even got the
1: crazy first name.
0: Yeah, Montana Is he American? Onyebuchi? And
1: what is Anyabuchi? Unbelievable! What is Anyabuchi? What is does it Russian? Mean?
0: Oh, I have no idea. No, it's not Russian. I have no idea what it is. From Kazakhstan. Yo, hockey's growing. Yeah, seriously. Montana. Um, this one, I mean, one of the best names in the in the draft last year was Jet Wu. Uh, Vancouver Canuck draft pick, great name. I, the jet name's growing. I've seen a couple of jets, but this one really stood out. Jet jungles. Jet
1: jungles. Now, okay. I hope this guy's 18 because I'm about to say something. If this guy fails at hockey, he can be a porn star. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. No, straight up. Honestly, jet jungles. Uh, move on. What man. a name. We yeah. We're jet gonna jungles get carried away here, but crazy. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. That, oh Jesus. What am I gonna do with this one? Volteri. I feel like the J sound in the next one. I feel like the J sound. I'm going to go.
1: I'm trying to do it in my head right now, too.
0: Valtteri. I'm going to go Valtteri on Takanen.
1: Whoa. Great job, man. I I feel like. Yo, you just. Yo, if that's not how you pronounce it, that's how we should pronounce it.
0: Great, man. Pretty much, man. And uh, this guy I'm stealing from last year because he he was the one of the best names of last year's draft. But uh, Nando Eggenberger. great name. Eggenberger, man, great name. Come on, maybe, let's go, let's maybe, go to A and W.
1: Maybe he'll be the Roethlisberger of our league.
0: Yeah, maybe, man.
1: No, that's that. Those are some great names, Trevor. I think you did a pretty good job. I would give you a C plus, and that's not that's pretty good. I, I'm, I'm a pretty hard guy. It's hard to please me sometimes. A C plus is good.
0: Yeah, we'll see what the listeners say because yeah. I I did butcher a couple of those. Yeah. but um. I don't know. You guys, if I... You, you guys send in your pronunciations. Just, yeah. just roast us. Roast us. Just roast us. Let's We probably go.
1: did it wrong. Yeah, we don't even right. know what Sorry. we're doing maybe, here. Maybe we'll
0: look it up. There, I think this little feature... I think you can use the World Wide Web to figure this kind of things out. So. You could.
1: Like some Google stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: These hockey names, they've been crazy for years. I, I remember...
1: I remember back in the day, I used to love the name uh, Steve Walchuk. That's a great that name, That was a too. cool name, right? Oh, yeah. Former Colorado Avalanche. Former Atlanta Thrasher, I believe, too. Yeah. 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 So... That name always stuck out. How about you? Like, you have any names that, that stuck uh, out?
0: You mean in the past? Uh, I oh, mean,
1: Maxime Fennigenv. Great name.
0: Uh you know what? There's another guy on that Buffalo team, vaclav Verada, I believe. Really? Yeah, Vaklav Verada is. Yo,
1: Vaklav's a dope name. Yeah. I might, I might have to name oh, my you know, son Vaklav. One vaclav. of my favorites,
0: Ziggy Palfy. Ziggy, uh, Zigman. Yo, know, my buddy's Slovak, and so is uh, Z- Ziggy, Zigman. Yeah. I'm always convinced. My, I'm like, if you have a kid, you got to name it Ziggy, man. Let's go.
1: Yo, Ziggy Bowen would be a, cre- a definite, definite stoner.
0: <laughs> what about this guy, man? We're going to talk a little Utica Comets, actually, with Ben Burnell. He joined the show to tell us about his experience as a Utica Comets reporter. And, uh, of course, he had a little Utica Comets, Vancouver Canucks chatter as well. And speaking of names, man, one of the best names of the hockey season, Colton Saucerman. Come oh, yeah. On. yeah. That's, got, that's one of the best the names, Beard. Man. We
1: talked about beards earlier. Now, I wouldn't want my beard being that thick. I don't think I could rock it. You need to be a... a we, a strong man, you know, a strong man. You're a strong man. Come
0: I, on, man. But
1: I don't know if I have the character to embody like a like. I don't got an axe with me, you know. I'm not gonna cut down a tree. That's a strong man. I, I don't Fair even enough. know how to fix a car, you know. That you need a beard like that if you can do the do those things.
0: This is why guys need, like you and I don't have crazy long beards. I just That's want a beard
1: why. that that looks good on Tinder. <laughs> you know, get a couple swipes. Uh, Boom, bam. There you go, man. She responds. Well, I like your beard. <laughs> I respond. Thank you, babe. You know, right away. If you have a beard, you could throw in babe right away.
0: I don't know, man. Maybe you should just stick with the goatee. I think that okay. might, that might okay. be a better option for you.
1: Uh, you just, you just, I oh, know. I was going to say you just scared, but you married. <laughs> <laughs> you just scared I'm
0: going to steal your joke. <laughs> oh, watch out, man. Watch out. I know. I saw you dance with my mom at the wedding. I know. I get it. I get hey, it. No, no.
1: You never know. You know what? Your mom's a very lovely lady. She wants to
0: dance. And speaking of lovely, we're going to talk a little Utica comments with Ben Brunel. Uh, talk about his experience in the lovely city of Utica, the hockey mad city of Utica. So, we're going to throw it to Ben now. Here's Ben Burnell on Silky and Filthy. All right, joining me today on the Silky and Filthy podcast, he sounds a lot better than I do. Uh, it's Ben Burnell of the Utica Observer Dispatch. Ben, how are you doing today?
2: Good. How about yourself? It sounds uh, like you said, the voice sounds a little rough, but uh, you know, like uh, like we said off, off air. Uh, you can call it a uh, upper body injury in your day to day, but uh, it sounds like you're
0: on the mend anyway. Uh, on the mend, yeah, I know. Maybe another seven to ten days uh, out of the lineup, but you know, I'm, I'm toughing it through. You know, uh, we we talk about the term silky on this podcast. You know, sometimes I like to say I got the silky smooth voice, but today it's anything but. It's uh, more filthy than silky. That's for sure. <laughs>
2: that's a that's a good description for it. I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, well, speaking of silky, you know, you, you do quite some uh, some silky smooth work for the Utica Comets, and I kind of wanted to get into uh, you know your role as a hockey reporter and, and how you kind of came about uh, to be covering the Utica Comets. So, how would you tell me this? When was the first moment you found out you'd be covering the Utica Comets?
2: It was uh, August 2015, just after uh, John Pitteressi, who covered the team for the paper. Uh, the first two years, he retired. And so then they had the opening, and I, I said, You know, I'll, I'm very interested uh, in this position. And the sports editor at the, at the time, uh, you know, I, I'd known him for a couple of years because I'd previously worked at the paper as a copy editor. Um, and, you know, it kind of went from there through the whole process. But I actually uh, accepted the job on a uh, park bench across from Harvard. In Boston, I was on vacation at the time and they called and asked if I, I wanted it and I, I said yes. So that's always kind of a, a fun little thing. I'm sitting next, to, you know, across the street from Harvard Yard, uh, <laughs> and accepting uh, a tremendous opportunity. So that's always fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds a bit like fate, doesn't it, Ben? I mean, uh, you know, time's kind of flown by since then. It's now been been four years since then, and uh, you know, how, how do you feel like you've grown in your role uh, as a reporter for the Utica Comments?
2: It's been uh, like, like I tell everyone else, it's 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 a a learning process, and you know, some days are better than others. It's it's a lot of a lot of learning, uh, you know, that I I think I've gone through. Now this will be the the fifth year coming up that I've covered the team. Um, you know every day is different and you know it's it's learning different things that may or may not work and how you can you know something maybe that does work that you say okay I'm going to use that going forward and I'm constantly trying to learn how to get better you know writing asking questions um, everything and I think you know I've, I've progressed in all of you know those facets and trying to you know cover this team um and you know try and inform readers and you know put out content that they're you know interested in reading about
0: yeah fair enough and you know you've had uh, you've seen quite a few characters walk through that locker room uh, throughout your four years in Utica. do you have one interview or or one player or coach that that stands out the most in terms of being just a, a fantastic interview
2: um i know there, there are a lot of people that you know a lot of guys that have come through in the last couple of years that i've i've enjoy talking with. I mean, you know, Jamie Cyphers was a a veteran defenseman the last two years for the Comets and, and, you know, is retired, but he was always willing to chat and always willing to you know, give you insight and I always thought he was very good. Um, you know, the, the, I've, I don't know if I've really had ever a, a problem with someone, um, you know, not, not really wanting to talk or anything like that. I mean, Thatcher Demko has always been uh, kind of a fun interview. You know, one of the one of the quotes I can remember, he had a uh, uh, one of his masks had uh, Ron Burgundy on the on his back plate of his mask, and he's a big fan of Anchor Man And I think he said something along the lines of, you know, the Channel, Channel Four uh, Anchor team is is one of the best out there, or something like so that. That's something that uh, always kind of sticks with me, just because he's got such a fun attitude like that um you know richard bachman the other goaltender that's been with the Comets for a while uh has always been great to talk to he's always always been very personable and and great to talk to so um you know it's, it's always nice that always makes the job a little bit easier when you have guys that are willing to give you the time and provide good insight
0: Yeah, no, I I think uh, you mentioned Thatcher Demko before being a great interview, and you know that psychology major. You know those guys uh, often like to talk, so it's uh, great to hear that about Thatcher Demko. Great to hear about his love for Ron Burgundy. Speaking of silky smooth voices, that's that's a guy right there who has one. (laughs) Um,
2: Definitely, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I'll ask you this, Ben. So. Earlier this year, Utica uh, had the record for the longest sellout streak in the AHL, I believe with the uh, playoff regular season games at one hundred and sixty nine straight sellouts. Uh, does that make it easier for you as a reporter, knowing that there's such a thirst for hockey in in Utica?
2: I think that uh, that makes me want to be like better, like continue to grow and get better at my job because it's such like a a passionate fan base for hockey in in the Utica area. I mean, the history of hockey. In in Utica and the surrounding area goes you know, goes way back. I mean the the Comets are named after uh, a team that was located in just down the road. Uh, they're called the Clinton Comets and they were one of the best teams in the Eastern Hockey League uh, in in the '60s. And I mean, there's a statue of a couple players out front of where the Comets play now uh, in Utica. So uh, there's always kind of like a like a reaching back to kind of remember the history. I think around here with with everything, And, I mean, there was, you know, another AHL team in, in the mid-90s that didn't, you know, quite fare as well uh, here, too. But, uh, you know, people in Utica love the Comets. I mean, you see, you know, bumper stickers and T-shirts and everything, and, and people are constantly talking about the team. Um, you know, so that certainly helps uh, when you're covering the team, uh, when you have, you know, so many people that are excited about it.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a thirst for hockey in Utica, and it's it's kind of a precarious situation between Utica and the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, on the one hand, you know, the, uh, the the Canucks just signed a six-year deal with Utica. Uh, it could be, a, sorry, a maximum of six years to stay in Utica. On the other hand, of course, there are, you know, 3,000-plus kilometers or, what, no, 2,000-plus miles for, for our American listeners. Um, between the two cities so uh, what do you think do you do you see the Canucks sticking in Utica for, for all six years of this contract I mean uh, there's obviously the thirst for hockey in Utica um, or do you think the shoe might drop on, on having an AHL team closer to Vancouver
2: well I mean you look at a lot of the other teams they have moved their affiliates closer and I know Seattle you know there's reports that they're talking about having you know their affiliate you know close to that side of the country too and so you know, it, it seems like things are moving, you know, in that direction, but, you know, all I can, I guess, go by is how Utica and, and Vancouver officials talk about how much they enjoy the relationship, and, you know, everyone said, you know, when they first signed this deal back in 2013 that it wouldn't last, that, you know, here we are, you know, 2019 uh, coming up uh, on the six years since the announcement, actually, it was six years ago this month that, you know, they announced Uh, that the team is coming so you know you never can tell and I you know I go with with anything as possible but I certainly think that uh, you know it's been a a pretty good relationship um, you know going you know over these last few years
0: yeah and you definitely hear the complaints about the distance but at the, at the end of the day like you said it has worked for for six years to this point um and yeah there's the thirst for hockey in utica so there's no reason what, to believe why it couldn't continue um but i'll ask you this ben so it's the utica comments missed the playoffs this year um you're not doing too much hockey right now like how much do you miss hockey what's the, what's the sports focus in utica right now
2: Well, it's a little bit of everything we've, uh, you know, working at the newspaper, we've got high schools going on and then we've got, you know, a little bit of college stuff here and there and then, uh, you know, kind of whatever else comes along. So there's always, it always seems like there's something um, to cover uh, this time of year. I mean, even with hockey uh, kind of not really in the forefront and more on the back burner. So there's always something it seems to uh, keep us busy.
0: Yeah, there you go. And would you say that hockey is the number one sport in Utica? I mean it sure seems that way, but uh you have the Intel better than I do.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I would I would say that it's it's probably the top priority uh among among people here. Uh I mean you've got so many different, you know, high school teams around here and um you've got your Rangers fans and you've got Sabres fans and you've got, you know, some Devils fans too and maybe the occasional Bruins fan. I know that's not something that uh, Canucks fans like to hear. But with Boston so close, um, you know, there are transplants that uh, live in the area. So uh, it's it's a bit of uh, conglomeration, I guess, uh, a big group of different kinds of fans around here. But, yeah, hockey is hockey's definitely huge. And then, um, you know, there's a indoor soccer team that, that just started um, last year, too, so I know people were very enthused by that, playing in the same building as the Comets. Uh, so that's something. And it's a, like a similar game to hockey. I mean, it's just not turf, but, you know, they use the boards to pass and everything like that. And it's on the same you know kind of size as, as hockey. So I think people kind of really drew to that. And I'm I, you know, looking to see how that goes uh, in the future
0: interesting so uh any anybody throwing body checks in that in that league any anyone dropping the gloves I guess with no gloves to drop but it gets, but.
2: <laughs> it, gets uh, it gets pretty physical but no like actual like fights or anything I mean but like yeah you get you get guys slamming into boards and slamming into each other and it it's uh it's pretty fast paced and a lot of, a lot of scoring uh, so yeah it, it seems like something people that hadn't really known about it before like the team moved from Syracuse last year Last summer, and they had been there for a couple of years, um, and maybe didn't have kind of the following that they wanted, and so then they moved to Utica, and it's uh, it seems like games were pretty pretty well filled. I mean, I, I think they were having sellouts, um, and so that's you know that's all you can ask, I think. And it seemed like people were talking about the team a lot too. They went to the playoffs, but uh, couldn't make it to the. Uh, the, the final game I mean it's the same league that Landon Donovan he joined the team in San Diego and I know the the players on the the team here were you know kind of hoping that maybe if they got to the final they could play Landon Donovan uh, <laughs> but uh it didn't work out that way but yeah it's uh it's an exciting thing and I think you know things like Landon Donovan coming in gives the league it's called the uh Major Arena Soccer League kind of gives it a little bit more of a a push that uh helps
0: yeah, I didn't realize Landon Donovan was playing in that league. That's something else. Could have been Utica versus Landon Donovan. That would have been, uh, that would have been something else for sure, Ben. Um, I'll ask you this uh, before we get to the Canucks and Comets chatter. So uh, if my memory serves me right, you won the award. It's the James M. Ellery Award for AHL Writer of the Year. Is that, that, is that the name of it? Uh,
2: yeah, the James Ellery Award. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they, uh, I was uh, the recipient of that last August uh, right. for, for, for writing and media excellence.
0: There you go. And
2: uh, actually, looking at the award right now as we talk it's in the uh, in our office here at, at home. So,
0: Look at that, pol- polishing uh, the trophy, eh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we're trying to find a place for it right now. Uh, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but you know, it's it's one of those things that I never I never expected. Um, you know, you, you go about trying to do your your job and you know trying to do a good job and informing and, and you know putting out interesting. You know, articles and stuff like that, and then you know, to you know, know that you you earn this award, um, which is it's it's awesome, and it like even now talking about it, you know, a year later, I still really don't like have the words, I guess, to put in place to describe the feeling that I have because it's just like I can't believe I won it. You know what I mean? So. Uh, but it's, you know, I got the actual physical award in, in December and that was nice. There was a, like a, an on ice kind of ceremony before one of the games and, um, you know, I had a couple of players and coaches, you know, congratulate me after the game, which was phenomenal. Like I wasn't expecting that either. So, um, uh, you know, it's always nice to, to get something like that.
0: Well, definitely and uh you have been killing it with your ahl coverage and uh i'll ask you this and you seem like a pretty modest guy but I'm, I'm looking for a super cocky answer here you know four four years of being in the ahl uh covering the utica comments are are you are you looking for your call up to the big leagues one of these days perhaps to cover uh like you said the sabers or the rangers closer to you uh no you
2: know i i enjoy what i do and I enjoy covering the AHL and I, maybe someday that that's something that could happen down the line, but uh, I certainly enjoy what I'm doing now. and uh, You know, I, I know that players and coaches, you know, talk about getting to the NHL, you know, from the AHL too. But for me, I just, uh, I just enjoy covering, you know, good stories and, and good people. So, uh, you know, whatever the future brings, then, you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, there you go. A little a little uh, more modest than I wanted that answer to be, but uh, well-spoken has always been. Um, let's get to the Utica comments and Canucks a little bit, and I think one of the most pressing topics this season uh, was the criticism towards Trent Collin, how he handled the young players. Uh, I'm just going to be blunt and ask you, do you think the criticism is warranted?
2: Well, I, I don't know necessarily if, if the players like Cole Lind, Jonah Gajewicz... Lucas Jasik, I mean, you talk to Cole Lind and, and Jonah Gadzavich, and they say, you know, this was a bigger jump than we anticipated. Like, I had both of those guys tell me that numerous times. Uh, Jonah said at the end of the year he's not where he wants to be, and Cole Lind, who I thought got more comfortable and looked probably his most comfortable, you know, probably the last five ten games of, of the season, uh, he said you know this is a building block for me and I, I have to you know continue to get better so in that regard it, it's tough to say okay well this is all you know Trent Cole's fault or the coaching staff's fault because I think that they certainly tried to help these guys as much as possible and you know I think it took these guys a little longer to try and I guess find their their way through what is a tough league I mean it's the league below the NHL. So you've got guys that are now older and bigger and stronger than, you know, what these guys are used to in, in you know, in junior or in Lucas Yashik's case, uh, you know, he played overseas in, in a pro league too, but, you know, it's, it's never easy. And I, I think they began to find their way, um, you know, and like I said, I, I certainly think they were giving them the tools they could to try and help them these young prospects get better. Um, you know, you, you look at, you know, uh, Petrus Palmu who, who struggled, too, in his time here before he went back overseas. Um, you know, Jonathan Dolan, I thought, you know, before the trade, I thought he was, he was playing some good hockey. had some, you know, the offensive side was always there. It was working on the rest of his game that, you know, to get him to play at, you know, at an NHL level. Um, you know, I, I certainly think, like I said, they tried to help them. Uh, and, you know, it was a struggle, uh, you know, not denying that at all. Um, and, you know, you hope that you can learn from maybe what, you know, they did last season um, that could get better and help them, you know, maybe even more, maybe accelerate it. I mean, I know people want, you know, they see, you know, these players and say, okay, they had, you know, tremendous junior careers and they want them at the NHL at some point. And I understand that that's what the AHL is for, it's, you know, developmental league, but, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit longer and it takes some patience and it seems that, you know, that's what's going to, you know, kind of happen in this situation.
0: Yeah, fair enough. And and like you said, there were some improvements towards the end of the season, especially for Lind. I think he had uh, goals and goals and straight games towards the end of the season. There, um, you want maybe let's talk a bit about how their roles changed. Like so, you said Lind was improving towards the end of the season. Uh, was their ice time increasing, Were their roles kind of changing as the season went on? or Were they still kind of spinning their tires?
2: Well, they all had uh, you know a power play time during the season. Like that was never like I, I don't remember really a long stretch. Where they weren't on the power play, and then you know you also have to remember too that Cole Lind missed a, about a month with a with an injury, and then Jonah Jed G- G- Gadgevich had you know a concussion upper body injury, um, you know that that kept him out too, you know toward later in the season, and I think you know they were they're trying to find their way, and when you have injuries like that that keep you out, that is going to be you know that's going to Cause some trouble for you. So, you know, and, and Lucas Yashik too, I think had some troubles, too. Um, but, you know, they were all on the power play, and Lucas Yashik was playing up and down the lineup. Uh, Cole Lind, you know, had a variety of different line mates. I mean, the lines were changing a lot this season, uh, you know, but, you know, I think when he was playing with some of the more veteran guys who played maybe a little bit more heavy a game, he looked more comfortable. But the last weekend, he was playing on the top line, and you know, part of that might have been, <clears throat> excuse me, Reed Boucher out with an injury, but also because he was, you know, he was playing well enough to get that role. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Jonah Gajevich, too, you know, talking to him, it seemed like he was kind of keying on the, the heavier kind of game, skating uh, better that, you know, he could get, um, you know, more ice time, more of a bigger role. Um, you know, and it, it it's different for everyone. Like that development curve, it's not the same. You know, every player is different. So um, I, I think they got, you know, more of a, a, a bigger role. I'm not saying it, you, you know, probably was what anyone, you know, wanted. Um, but I, I certainly think that they were playing a meaningful role for the, for the team.
0: Yeah, fair enough, and uh, obviously all eyes were on them as the season went on. Uh, eyes were on this guy, too, uh, Petrus Palmu. I know you mentioned him briefly there. Um, what did you make of his comments uh, when he, he left Utica and went back to Finland? You know, he's saying basically that no one, no one, one, nobody ever really talked to me. He didn't get the reason why. He didn't get the ice time. Uh, wh- what did you make of those comments when you heard them?
2: Well, that one I I, I guess I'm slightly confused by because you look at say a guy like Zach McEwen who says that you know the coaches are constantly you know helping him and talking to him and and telling him you know what he needs to do and improve and it seems like that's a similar thing for other guys uh you know other prospects on on the team you know at practice they're constantly it seems like they're constantly trying to help them you know even on off days when there are no like full team practices I know there were days when you know Cole Lind and, and Jonah Gadsby were among the guys out on the ice, you know, trying to improve their skating. And you know, I don't, I don't know every conversation that happens, but it, it seems to me that, you know, Trent Cole, Gary Agnew, Jason King, they're all trying, you know, to do what they can to help, you know, these guys get better. I, I know, you know, players have said Jason King has helped them, um, you know, and it's the same, you know, for the defensemen with with Gary Agnew and, and Trent Cole too. So. Um, I'm not entirely sure, you know how, you know where where he might have, where where the lack of communication might have come in. Like I said, it seems uh, slightly confusing to me.
0: Yeah, and we'll see. I, I I do feel like those comments will kind of fray his relationship going forward. Uh, it's. I always like when players are able to kind of spill their emotions and, and let it be known how they feel. Maybe the media isn't always the best place to do that, but um, do you think that's going to kind of phrase relationship with Utica going into next year? How does it not?
2: Yeah, I guess we'll have to see how that goes. It's uh, you, you never really want someone to leave uh, an organization and say, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing wrong. Uh, so it'll, you know, have to have to see how it goes uh with with you know the future maybe you know he stays overseas longer i don't know i i uh i haven't heard what his his status might be going forward so it'll be interesting i guess to
0: see what happens and it will be interesting to see for sure and what will also be interesting to see is the progress of former utica Comet jonathan Dallin. uh you and i haven't uh, talked since since this trade went down I, ironically enough i'll backtrack for a second at the last time ben and i chatted here on silky and filthy um as soon as we hung up the phone levo was traded for michael Carcone like 10 minutes after the interview so It was a shame we didn't get to hit on that, but um, this is another trade that went down um, for the Utica comments. And what did you make of the Jonathan Dulin trade? Were you surprised by the reports that he requested a trade?
2: Yeah, I I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, You know, that that's another thing where I don't know all the conversations. You know, that go on. Uh, You know, it, it seemed like he was trying to work. You know, on on his other parts of his game and. Uh, the, the offensive side was there uh, like I, I think I said them previously, but you know it, it it seemed like there was more work to be done and you know I don't know if they you know maybe thought that he needed some different linemates. I'm not sure you know what uh, what kind of went on there, but uh, it was definitely a little bit surprised to see when that that trade you know came down, um, and it's a very interesting situation, that's for sure. And it, you know, it, 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 I guess it's too bad that maybe it didn't work out between the organization and him. Uh, I know people were excited about his play. and um, you know, Hopefully he continues you know, to build his game um, wherever he's playing.
0: Yeah, it's funny. And, you know, we were starting to see the reports about the next brothers on the Canucks. You know, Jonathan Dulling and Elias Pettersson, obviously not real brothers, but but good friends, linemates over in Sweden, and we were kind of robbed from, of that before it ever happened. Um, it, in terms of Jonathan Dulling's game, did you see some, some progress from him? Was he starting to look better and more comfortable, or was he kind of spinning his tires as well?
2: I think he was continuing to progress. Like I said, he, he was always on, on the power play, um, and, I, and for the most part playing a top six role, um, you know, when he was here. And, um, you know, it, it. there were only a handful of times that I don't think he was in the top six uh, uh, in a game. So I think he was continuing to get better. It was, it was everything that didn't have to do with offense that I think he was still working on to get better. I mean, you're in a league, uh, you know, the AHL, where, you know, development is key and still young. So, you know, I think he was still working on that part um, you know to get better to get to the NHL
0: yeah fair comment there Ben and I'll ask you a few more questions here on Silky and Filthy and uh, let, let's go for a more positive note here um, I'm going to ask you about what do you what were your, some of your favorite moments from the, the Utica Comet season
2: well seeing Reid Boucher set uh, the, uh, fr- the new new team uh, scoring record was was pretty great I mean that he's always been kind of a, a fun player to watch with with such a quick release and, and finding just maybe the smallest of areas to score. So that was fun to watch all year. You, you kind of felt like the way he jumped out quickly, um, you know, the season scoring goals that he would, uh, he'd get pretty high. And, you know, that was, that was fun to see, um, you know, having, you know, Zach McEwen take, continue to take steps in his game that, you know, it's, it's fun to watch and kind of see where, like a guy like Zach McEwen has come from, you know, start last year to where he is this year and making his NHL debut. You know, that was, I think that was uh, something that a lot of fans enjoyed seeing. Um, and, you know, I know he was excited about it too. So that's, you know, that's, that's great to see. Um, you know, it's, it's always fun, you know, to see um, everyone get excited about the team and, and, you know, different things, you know, it, it, you know, you, you look at, like, Thatcher Demko, who had a tough start to the season and then comes back and plays, and I know people were excited about, you know, seeing him come back and then he got his call up. Uh, I know Jamie Cipher's retirement, his last game, uh, you know, that was huge. Like, everyone loved, like, kind of sending him off. And, uh, you know, the Comets rallied from a 3-1 deficit in that game. They could have easily, you know, shut it down and said, okay, we're not, you know, we're not playing for anything standings wise here but you know they you know hung on and clawed back and they ended up winning the game and you know that's a that's a great way to go out uh you know for a guy like jamie cypress who never never seemed to really quit and always gave 100 percent and and was you know always probably one of the you know hardest workers uh, you know out there so you know those were some of the things that i think that kind of set out
0: yeah, I know, you touched on a couple of the stories. I thought you might mention with uh, Ruby Bichet and, and Zach McEwen, but y- you missed a big one. How about how about the Sauce Man? How about Colton Saucerman? He was uh, he was all the rage there when he got his uh, his call up to the Utica Comets.
2: Yeah, that one was a fun story too. I mean, Colton's beard and hockey name, and you know that that in itself was was fun. And then you know he comes in on his first you know his first game with the team, scores a goal. Uh, that place you know went nuts and then you know they started selling t-shirts and you know colton seemed to handle it all you know pretty well like i you know to have something like that happen where you know you're all of a sudden like the center of attention i guess where everyone's like hey let's talk to this guy you know yeah trying to get the backstory and everything and you know he handled it very well i think and, and always he was another guy that i enjoyed talking to because he's so down to earth and just seemed to take everything in stride. I mean, he's got people yelling at his, his name as he's walking down the street. And, you know, it's uh, it's just kind of funny to kind of see stuff like that happen.
0: Yeah, that was a story for sure. And uh, I, I, I kind of wondered if maybe, you know, Colton Saucerman will start opening up his own bars or clubs in Utica. I mean, um, you could just, <laughs> call it, call, just call it the sauce, man. I mean, yeah, it's, that's a big business opportunity for him down in Utica
2: there. There you go. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, yeah. you go, you go pitch it, to him if you get a chance to talk to him, and uh, I'll only take a small royalty fee, no problem. <laughs> um, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you this, Ben. Um, biggest surprises from the Utica season.
2: Um, biggest surprise. Well, it was you know, Ivan Kubokov was on an AHL deal, and I, I I don't think anyone expected him to play nearly as much as he ended up doing. But when you have you know, the type of injuries and the type of kind of, uh, you know, the goalie, I guess, rotation that ended up happening with the Canucks this season, um, you know, he ended up spending a, a good portion of the season with the Utica. And I think, you know, he, he's a little bit raw, but I think he had, you know, some, some good moments. And I think he helped, uh, you know, help the team a lot. Um, so that was, that was, you know, good to see for him. I think considering, you know, where he had come from in his, in his kind of first season, uh, in the AHL. So that was something big. And then, you know, you get you know, a guy like Michael Layton that comes in goalie wise too. You know, that's always kind of cool to see a veteran step in like that. Um, yeah, um, there, there's so many things that, you know, kind of stick out, uh, over the course of the season. And, and it's, it's too bad that it kind of, you know, went the way it did for the Comets they I mean they were in they were in a playoff spot for for a while and then they lose you know three of their top defensemen to call-ups and then they lose Evan McNamee to an injury and then they lose Jalen Chatfield to an injury so at one point probably the last month they're playing without an NHL contracted D and that makes things tough and then you've got other injuries on top of that you know it's uh it seems like they had, you know, had a had a spot, uh, you know, claimed there, and then it just kind of got taken from them a little bit uh, because of, you know, injuries and, you know, it wasn't for a lack of trying. So.
0: Yeah, I know the effort was there all season long, and I think that goaltending situation in Utica was about uh, as crazy as a Saturday night at the Roxy in Vancouver. I mean, it was just guys <laughs> in and out all the time. You know, Bachman injured, Demko called up, Kubalikov. It was a bit crazy and net there for the comments. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be a little more calm next year. And um, there's one guy I'm, I'm thinking you might mention with this question. But what excites you most uh, about hockey in Utica next season?
2: Well, I'm interested to see if uh, Mike DiPietro uh, makes his way to Utica or not. I know there's been talk of him, you know, turning pro and and uh, you know playing uh, in Utica much like Thatcher Demko did. And I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, excitement around him so you know that would be fun to see and uh, you know excited to see what maybe the the you know the other young prospects kind of look like you know coming off their first season in, in, a, in a summer uh, you know to kind of put forward and and help uh, their game and help the team
0: yeah fair enough I think uh, I mean the two guys that I'm looking for and I'm sure most Canuck fans are looking for is uh, Mike DiPietro one and uh, Oliu Levy two I mean uh, you and I talked before. He had a he had a pretty solid run down there for the 18 games he played for the Comets. Um, what do you, what are you expecting out of him this year after or sorry next season? I should say after coming off of you know two major surgeries.
2: Yeah, I, I you know you would hope that he steps back in and kind of maybe hopefully picks up where he you know left off you know last December. Uh, obviously the you know the injury is tough and you you miss all that time off so you know hopefully he can get up to speed quickly and you know maybe you know possibly get a look with the uh, the Canucks and and show people you know what he can do i know he's you know obviously a high draft pick so uh you know he's got the he had the skill and he was starting to show it um you know it's it's just uh, improving on on what he's got and you know hopefully he can take the next step
0: uh, hopefully, and uh, who knows, maybe you'll be taking the next sub of these days. I know you're you're being modest, but, uh, you know, the, a guy like you killing it at the AHL level, you know, there's there's some jobs in the NHL too. So uh, you keep plugging away, Ben, and uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of Silky and Filthy.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem, Ben. All right, and a big thanks to Ben Burnell for joining us on Silky and Filthy. Great interview with Ben. Great to hear about his life in Utica, New York. You know he's he's got a great gig down there. Yeah, really well respected AHL writer. He's been killing it. That's good, man. For the Utica Observer Dispatch. Well, how about you, man? Like, w- w- would you live in Utica, New York? How, no. how would you feel if you are an AHL player in Utica? I think there's there's worse cities out there for sure.
1: Yeah, they seem to love hockey, you know. And I, everyone's different, you know. When you're in the when you're in the AHL, you can't dwell on it. Just find a way to get to the show, right? So make the best out of the situation. A good way to do that is just adapt and love where you're playing. Who cares where it is, right? And Utica. By Ben's taking. This is the second time we've had him on. You know, it sounds like a great place, a beautiful place. And uh Ben, man, good reporter, great yeah, reporter. Kills him, Wish him all he the best. It. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if he's looking for it, but maybe he'll get the call hey, up, right?
0: Maybe he'll get the call up. I was asking the question, man. I was like, "Would you take it?" He's he's a modest guy, though. You know.
1: And what did he say? Because I'm hearing he this interview he's happy, post.
0: He's happy and uh, he's happy in Utica, and you know. Ben you know, would want the call up. Come on, Ben,
1: get that call up. He deserves Make it. it. To the he's, show.
0: he's one of the best HR reporters yeah. out there, hands down. Uh, you know his his following's grown since he's been down. That's good, and man. Yeah, there's definitely. I think one of the things that makes Utica good is it is a not just a hockey match city, but a sports match city as well. Like they're big sports fans down there. You know, big on the college oh, yeah. and high school sports. That uh, that indoor soccer league with Landon Donovan talked a bit uh, with him about that. But there's a long history of hockey down there. Even though it's a city I think of only about 60,000 people. Um, That's obviously good. Lots of surrounding people in New York too. Uh, surrounding suburbs. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a hockey match city for sure. And I think as a player that makes it easier to play in. For but sure, uh, It kind of raises an interesting question though. We actually, we saw this this tweet from uh, another SB Nation site. Matchsticks and Gasoline. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, there we go. The, the Calgary Flames blog for SB Nation. They asked an interesting question. And they did. It was, if you were a player, what would be your six teams no your six team no trade list what would they be the six teams that you wouldn't go to it was it, i you know what i thought about it man i, I struggled a bit but I, I did come up with six teams man how about you you got six teams i
1: did think of six as well you go first okay and, man uh, we'll go from there shout out to uh, matchsticks and gasoline that's a cool name shout out to sp nation shout out to uh those guys uh you know we don't show a lot of love to calgary on this program for some reason i got a rift with calgary it goes back to uh, the martin jellin the days but you know they do some good things over there they had a nice little uh Nice little playoff. They had no nice playoffs. What am I talking about? They got eliminated yeah, nice in the season. first season. Yeah, yeah nice, you're talking, you're nice, talking about this come season. On, the season. The playoffs out are great. Hey man, here. that was
0: your one pick in first round. Let's let's. Uh, you remember that? That was hey, a good shout out one. To Colorado, shout Not out bad. to a match. Colorado wasn't on your six team no trade list, was it? Colorado, oh, man, Colorado would be a sick city to live in. How about oh. Calgary? It was Calgary on your six team no trade list.
1: No, no, Calgary, uh, Calgary wasn't because this. Okay, this is what I was thinking, right? If I was good enough to play in the NHL and I got drafted by Calgary, I'd be kind of happy. You know, it, it is what it is. You should be blessed to play in any NHL city. And I got a ton of family out in Calgary. Shout out to all my cousins, my uncles, my aunties, my nieces, my nephews in Calgary. But it would be hard to to stay sober down there, you know? Every weekend with, yeah, you, the, with you, my uncles yeah. and shit. Budweiser's drinking them.
0: You'd be in the Miners in no time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. You'd be down to Stockton with just like that, man. Oh, man. Just Jesus. like that.
1: Okay, go with your list, man. Who would you not like to go yeah, to? It's funny. If, uh,
0: I, I pick different I teams. Getting for, traded. I pick different teams for different reasons here. And uh, I'll start with number six, the Florida Panthers. You know what? Florida, I think, would be a great place to live. But for me, a BC boy is one of the farthest places from home. And also, it's the, the, just the, fan, the fans are pathetic down there, man. So pathetic. And that does make it a bit tough. I will say I didn't have Arizona on my list. Arizona, again, similar situation, but fans are—I think it's growing a little bit down there, fan-wise compared to Florida, so and it's closer to home. So
1: you don't have Arizona on your list?
0: Yeah, and Arizona's not on my list. So no. you have Florida. You just said Florida. Have, I've okay. just had Florida. Okay. Uh, number five, Buffalo. I, I wanted to leave Buffalo off this list because I think they're a great hockey market, but there's just other cities I think you'd, you'd rather see, you know. And Buffalo's not a very good team either if you're talking about from a competitive standpoint. They, they couldn't get there. Buffalo Sabres fans, you guys going to get there? I, I'm secretly kind of rooting for Buffalo in a scenario where if they would make the playoffs and Vancouver's not, uh, even though Buffalo is one of those teams like the Canucks who have not won the cup yet, um, I'd still be rooting for Buffalo. I like their team, and uh, you know the the fans would deserve it down there. But I'm not going to play there. Uh, number four, Pittsburgh. Well, i would be tempted to play with uh, what? I, I just again, Pittsburgh's a city. I'm just not sure if I want to live in. Man, why? And I, I, think they're a team on the downswing too. So Crosby and Malkin would be cool. That part would be sick. Legacy, but like, am I gonna be like that? Would I be that fourth line guy getting the promotion across the fourth line? Depends how hard you work. Yeah, but that's like the only draw to play there, right? You know, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's banking on a lot. So, I would say uh, in in this scenario, I would probably wow, uh, pass. That's surprising. Pittsburgh. That's surprising. I'm man. gonna pass on another storied franchise. You don't want to win. I'm gonna pass on a couple more storied franchises here too, actually. Wow. Yeah, I. Next one's Detroit. Wow. Again, storied franchise. Again, I just I have a hard time Seeing myself living in Detroit, man Wow Yeah, I'm I'm hating on A few of your cities right now No, it's okay It's okay You're not hating on You're not hating on on my city Oh, Oh, I would would love to hear Like other players In their no-trades list Wouldn't that be crazy? That that would be crazy There'd be some heat throw For sure
1: They should just make That shit public Yeah that would be crazy. I've just
0: been chickless guy. should answer that question as former players. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> hey, we'll get them to answer the questions. Okay, so go. who are your five teams or six teams? So number, number six is Florida. Number five, Buffalo. Number four, Pittsburgh. Number three, Detroit. The top two teams I would not want to go to, Canadian teams. And The second is Toronto. Toronto. Again, Toronto, I'm not. I've been to Toronto. I like it. I probably need to spend more time in Toronto to appreciate it. But for me, it's almost it's too much of a big city for me, you know? LA, I can make an exception for because they got the beach. New York wow. seems like a little bit different. It's a little, it's a big city, but it's a little different. Um, but yeah, Toronto, man. I'm just, I, I'm not a huge fan of the city of Toronto in terms of like living there. It's just a bit much for me in terms of what's going on, man. Uh, number one, a little close to home, but Edmonton, man. I wouldn't nah. come on. Well, you don't want donairs? Yeah, I, I don't want the donors. You know, I, I do have. <laughs> if, if we're talking, if I'm including family, I'd to go to Edmonton because I, I, do have like some family, some in laws in Edmonton. But it's just, I, have been to Edmonton a few times. It's not really a place I want to live. Uh, Or play right now because they are a disaster. Wow,
1: Trevor's just going right after the city, you know? I I thought you would go more after the team. You're just that type of guy. You know, Trevor is obviously the... You gotta live your life, man. More of the jackass on this program. Yeah, fair enough. Come on. Okay, here are my six. Let's go, man. Here are my six teams that I would not go to if I were on the trade block and the general manager was like, Yo, you suck. We need you off our team. You make too much. I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm down to go anywhere but these six teams. I got Florida on the list too. Now, that may surprise people. Nice place. Low on the taxes. Making good money. Playing hockey. Nobody knows who you are. You can do whatever you want. But I don't want to work for a dysfunctional organization. And you got you got no fans. I want to play in a building that has fans. I'd still go to Tampa though. Okay, my next one is Arizona. You know Why? Because I don't want to buy a house and then have the team move. You know, that that's bullshit. Who knows what's going to happen in Arizona? Buffalo. Trevor said it. And on top of that, dis- Dysfunctional. Again, I don't want to play for a team like that. Speaking of Dysfunctional, the Oilers. I don't care if you got McDavid. I don't care if you got Dreisaitl. I don't care if you got Dave Tippett. I'm not going there. That's the main reason you're not going. Hell be no, real. I'm not going there. And I like my Donairs. Here in the Lower Mainland of British Columbia, shout out Donaire Affair. Okay, on 148 and 108, that's the spot. They've been popping off everywhere now. Donaire Affair. I also wouldn't go to Minnesota. I'm a Packers fan. Okay, I can't. I can't be playing in front of those people. Wow. Wow. I can't be playing in front of You're those people. Now they are man. very passionate about hockey, but I'm a Packers guy. You know, if, if the Minnesota Wild drafted me, I'd say no. I'd wear my cheese head and say no. I'm not putting on that jersey. The sixth team is the Ducks. Again, this may be surprising. A nice surprising, place. Yeah. Anaheim, California, Disney World, Disneyland. Happy place. But that team just sucks. <laughs> I think the Ducks are gonna be the worst team next year. I'll say it now. And I don't want to be a part of that organization. But but move me to San Jose, move me to move me to Los Angeles. They they just got yeah. like a, a nice practice rink. They got they got some pedigree. I'm not I'm not completely down on the Kings yet. Yet i'm high on anze kopitar okay i'm just saying next year i'm not saying watch out for the kings but every now and then you see teams bounce back and i could could see the kings bounce back so those are my six teams shout out to uh matchsticks and gasoline a cool name for an sp nation blog site shout out to the i was gonna say shout out to calgary flames but no shout out to the calgary riders on that website
0: almost man we almost got it out of you Oh man, that was a close one there. Yeah, that's that's it's an interesting logic from you. I think Minnesota, man. Like, I, I got I got a soft spot for like that Winnipeg, Minnesota area. Really, land, family, land of ten thousand lakes. Ah oh, my dad's from Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Yo,
1: you traveled across Canada, right? I did. Yeah. And you went to Winnipeg. I did. And... I had the best time in Winnipeg. man. Okay, explain. I the tell, best
0: me time. Some, tell me some. things. I'm a little biased because I went there for and I, I went there and for my birthday. Uh, my my now wife and a friend for my birthday, got me. Uh, well, they got us all tickets to this like concert festival in Winnipeg. Like, the Arkells played one night. July Talk nice. played one night. Nice. They, had like, uh, they, they had, like, a DJ at uh, like night and stuff. Like it, was, it was pretty cool. It, and um, this, Yeah, so I had a great time at Winnipeg. The only thing is there's, just like, a million mosquitoes. Like, you really? just get bit nonstop, man. So, I, Winnipeg was good to me. I, I camped, like, an hour instead of Winnipeg. See, you told and me that. Like I'm, not, I'm, not
1: going to, I'm not going to Winnipeg. Because of mosquitoes? Right.
0: Yes. You're playing hockey in the winter, man. There's if, no mosquitoes in I the winter. If I had to write a
1: list of ten things I absolutely hate... Somewhere on that list would be mosquitoes. Man, but if you play hockey from even like September to June,
0: like man, you barely can see mosquitoes, man. It'd be fun.
1: Oh man, I I, I hate mosquitoes.
0: Yeah, man, you Can't know do it. There, there's some crazy stuff happening in that part of Canada. They, we got a good story for Meanwhile in Canada. It was not quite in Winnipeg, but I believe it was uh this Windsor story. Windsor. Yeah, so yeah. it's Western-ish Ontario, Western-ish. But before Meanwhile in Canada, we're gonna run an ad. <laughs> day a busy beaver can shift 10 times its own body weight
2: all righty then i grew up in canada
1: i have not been around someone who wasn't high on pot for the past 15 years nancy please
0: don't trip on me baby okay did we get her done
2: well that depends can you go fuck yourself do i look canadian we did it because we love our country
0: and not for any other
1: reason no other reason they can throw the money. Uh, for the pension fund out the window, they can throw anything they
2: want out the window. We came because we love Canada.
0: All right, so on this edition of Meanwhile in Canada, you might have heard this story. It's, uh, it's a couple years old now, but uh, it popped up again in my, in my mind the other day. and it's, it's just one of the craziest This is stories. an old story? Yeah, it's, it's not like it didn't happen right now. It's actually a couple years old now.
1: Wow, I just I just tweeted it out. I thought it was happening like right now.
0: <laughs> well, I got you
1: on that one, buddy. Wow, you just got us. Brand power. Down the drain.
0: That's okay. Whatever. It's a funny story, man. Yeah, it's I, funny. I'm I'm just collecting funny stories for the show that happened in Canada. So this one guy wanted to build a mural of Nicolas Cage, uh, made up of one hundred and eighty thousand tiny pictures of Nicolas Cage. Just this artist with the vision um, of Nicolas Cage. You know, you can't blame the guy. Nicolas Cage, one of the greatest actors of all time, hands down. Not even a joke at all right now. What? Um, <laughs> but this guy wanted to raise fifty thousand dollars. Or actually, it's just under $50,000, I believe. I think it was $41,000. He got over $20,000 donated to his cause. Last time I checked this out. But can you imagine, man? Twenty like $20,000. That's people's money going towards this mural of Nicolas Cage's face. But there, there's a cult following for Nicolas Cage out there. And he's Because uh, he's a stud, man. But... You know, I'm, I've been trying to dig in and find out if this, is, if this has ever happened. And if I find anything out on this, I will let the viewers know I'm still getting filthy because this is the craziest idea of all time, man. I would go see it. If I was on a road trip, I would stop in Windsor to go check out the mirror of Nicolas Cage's face.
1: Wow. So according to this article, it was written in 2015. I should have known that. I thought. Uh, I thought it was happening now, but this is almost four years ago. Well, it's past four years ago. And I just tweeted this out. You got my hopes up,
0: man. Maybe we got to spark the campaign again. Maybe you know? that's what
1: happened. Maybe we just uh, sparked the campaign again. Nicolas Cage, right when he sent me this information, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, definitely going to make something funny out of this. For some reason, Nicolas Cage is so polarizing. I don't watch a ton of movies.
0: Dude, best gifts of all time. He's the he's Gift Master Cage.
1: He is. He is. And um, I'm kind of sad that this, was, this is old news and that it didn't happen.
0: It might have happened, though. It might have happened? It might have happened. Well, I have no let's idea. Let's like, find the, out. the page Yo, has it, been it, taken down. Yeah. So, there was never any any update or follow up that I found. But I'm going to dig into it a little bit more because I, I even tried to reach out to the guy. I haven't heard back yet. Oh, you, oh, you Yeah, yeah, tried yeah. To yeah. Reach I tried to reach out, reaching him? out to him. Yeah. Damn. I was like, Dude, did this happen? Like, I, got, I have to know.
1: Well, I have I, to know. Well, here's the thing, okay? Since we made the mistake, if this guy does reply, if it didn't happen or if it did happen, we got to get him on the show. And we got to ask him why Nicolas Cage. And then maybe you guys can talk about your favorite Nicolas Cage movies
0: oh man well i'm gonna say one of them right now yeah uh, don't va- say that
1: ghost rider shit
0: no 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 you got it's it's one of his oldest movies i think it's called vampire diaries or something like nice, that they're nice. not vampire diaries it's nice nice vampire something and anyways he's just like the biggest lunatic of all time like a lot of those gifts you see of Nicolas cage they're from that movie he's he's an absolute lunatic
1: You know, here's the thing about Nicolas Cage. Because when he sent me this info and and I jumped the gun and thought it was real, I was going through the GIFs, right? It
0: was real, man. It was real. No worries.
1: It's just just old. It's just old. Okay, so when I was going through his GIFs, I noticed that he had so many. And he's been around for decades in, in this entertainment world. It's 2019 now, people. Nicolas Cage has been around for decades. You might feel old with me saying that. It is what it is. I do believe, though, that this guy he knows what he's doing and he knows that he may annoy people but he enjoys it and there's like a genius behind that Uh, am i calling cage a genius i I think i am there's something about this dude that tells me he's playing us all and he's doing it to further his career because at the end of the day fuck
0: everyone else nicholas cage a genius hey man he's been in the show business for a long time and he's definitely got the reputation of just taking on each and every movie that's thrown his way, but the guy's making money. The guy's face is still out yeah. there, and he's he's got a great face for the gifts, man. Like, oh man, they're just can I ask you a question. So many good ones, man.
1: Tom Cruise versus Nicholas Cage. You got to pick one to to star in your movie about, about a murder.
0: About a murder, Nicolas Cage, hands down. You don't want
1: Tom Cruise flying out of an airplane. No, finding I, that murder? I'd,
0: rather, I'd rather Nicolas Cage doing his quirky, quirky shit. Oh, and like those little oh, punchlines, yeah. right? Definitely, man. Yeah, I, 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 part of me doesn't, I'm a little bit biased. Part of me just can't really take yo, Tom You Cruise kind of look either. like
1: Nicholas Nicolas Cage. Oh, thank you. That's the hair.
0: That's, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, Kyle. You kind of thank look you, like him, yo. Thank, thank you. That's great, don't, man. Don't tell my wife that. Holy shit, she'll never have sex with me again. Oh,
1: man. Come on, man. It's, uh show for the kids you know some people probably listen to this with
0: their with their children should i say fornicate instead just have it just replace that i'll say fornicate nice and clear and you'll just kind of cut this over top no no
1: just say fornicate now
0: fornicate there you go there you go perfect done you're not gonna do it but it's okay. shout out nicholas cage (laughs) um you know one thing that would turn me off from uh from wanting to get it on or fornicate i should say yeah for a little while would be the boston brewers winning the stanley cup but i gotta say it's been a hell of a series so far man tied 2-2 at the time of recording Game 5 taking place tomorrow. Beating up with my old man to watch the game. Going to be a good one. But this has been a, a crazy back and forth series, man. I mean, like games 1 and games 3, like they were all Boston, I think. But you know what? Even even in game 3, even though it was a blowout, St. Louis had a, the better part of the shots. But they were just done by that point, right? It was 4 nothing, like 22 minutes into the game. It's game over at that point. But yeah, game 4, they really bounced back. You know, Bennington, I, I kind of expected him to bounce back after a loss. That was... I think that was a good prediction. If you're a betting man and you you bet on the Blues to win, um, but it's gonna be a crazy series. I have no idea how it's gonna end. It's unpredictable. Obviously, I'm hoping St. Louis pulls it out because uh, you know I actually picked the St. Louis Blues and I, I didn't feel great about it on paper. Boston is the better team, but you know it's it's been a crazy series. It's too bad. It seems like not as many people are watching it. Maybe it's because there's so much hype with the uh, Raptors the, right yo, now. Man. But I don't know. It's been uh, a crazy yeah, series. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. Okay, cool. Golden State's back in the finals, you got Toronto back in the finals, a Canadian team. Canada's kind of kind of shut off the NHL in some sense, I guess. I'm not sure about the ratings. I do believe they're not as high as the NHL would once hope for. Um but I'm seeing again, I'm seeing hockey fans complain about how non-sexy this matchup is and how they can't turn it on. I'm must, I'm must gonna say two things. A, you're being a horrible ambassador of a game that needs some help. And as a hockey fan, do your best to help out the game and number 2 you're missing out on a fucking amazing series this is a great series it's a great series the games have been competitive there's some hate there there was that one blowout that that did suck yeah that game it, was a, that, that, that game sucked. was a
0: little bit not entertaining towards yeah the game. That, that, that game very, sucked that great. game set,
1: sucked so 3 of the 4 games have been good and that last game was highly entertaining and yeah. shout out to St. Louis for getting it done they they dominated that second period they couldn't get ahead and they came, came out in the third. They could have folded against an experienced Boston Bruins team. A uh, Bruins team that just lost Chara too. St. Louis got the job done. The series is tied. Now it's a best out of three. And St. Louis may actually win their first
0: Stanley Cup ever. I, the story's not even going to feel real if St. Louis wins, you know. Last place in January. No one's paying attention to them at all. This rookie from the AHL comes up. He was the AHL backup to be. He could have been year. in the
1: ECHL last yeah, year. Yeah,
0: exactly. Incredible. This, this guy comes up and like basically saves the team. It, it, it'll be one of the craziest stories of all time if it happens. Still three games to go. Shout at out the Max. Shout out to
1: Jordan Bennington. Okay, not a popular dude in Vancouver because everyone likes to slurp EP forty and and the name Jordan Bennington just kind of scares them because he may take away the Calder. I'm telling you, this guy is in the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time in his career. This is his first year playing in the NHL, doing incredible things. He gets, he gets kicked out of Game 3 for allowing, what, five goals by the second period? And he comes back calm, cool, collected, and gets the job done. He's a gamer. Shout out to Jordan Bennington. He's doing his job. Best out of three. Who you got? Should we do a little bet here? Well, I pick,
0: I think I picked St. Louis to win, and so I picked St. Got... Louis too. Okay, so how no, about we you do I picked that? Boston. I picked Boston. Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you I did. did.
1: Sometimes I forget things, so th- this is good. It's a best out of three. Let Let's. Uh, did we did we uh, say the clause of the bet yet?
0: No, right? Did we? No, I don't, think I don't so. remember. Okay, so let, let's well, do I, it right I, now. I bought you some beer for bombing around too.
1: Fuck! Fuck all that shit. We'll, we'll start yeah. it now. Okay. Let's go. It's a best out of three. You got the Blues. I got I the Bruins. Let's go. What's the clause? You think of something. Hmm. 16 wins. Oh, shit. Okay. 16, something about 16. Okay. A 12 pack. And on top of that, a four pack.
0: Four packs got to be a little nicer, though. Yeah, the tall cans, yeah, yeah. like the
1: super nice ones. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's go, buddy. Let's, let's go. go. We're let's shaking go. on it let's right, go right go now. Blues. Let's go, 16 blues. beers are on the line. And I want these by next week. Yes, I'm saying the Boston Bruins are still going to win. Uh, I don't know,
0: man. St. Louis is looking pretty good. I'm still a believer in them. Okay. Boston's getting banged up. I heard one comparison today that was very interesting. Uh, It was one of the Boston Bruins reporters, Joe Haggerty. He basically was calling the 2011 Bruins uh, similar to the 2011 Canucks because the Blues are more like Uh, the Bruins. The the Blues right now, a little tougher, a little more physical. Why does everyone keep bringing up
1: 2011? Everywhere I go, it's like get the (laughs) fuck out of here. I'm I'm done with this.
0: Of course, boss is back in the final, man. You're gonna hear it. I get it. They were
1: back in 2013 as well. Okay, just forget about 2011. 2011 was just one of those finals,
0: man. I think 2011 was one of the most entertaining finals. I don't want to talk.
1: I don't want to talk about it. Okay. okay? right, right. So 16 beers. eh? 16 beers are on the line. You're gonna need those right now if you keep talking about 2011. 16 beers are on the line. I got the Bruins. This guy got the Blues. And those four tall tall cans, I say we celebrate next year. We shotgun all four of them.
0: Let's go. Let's go.
1: I'm down, buddy. Cool, cool. That's great, man. Not a problem at all. It's been a fun time. This year's coming to an end. We've seen some great hockey. Uh, Unfortunately, quote-unquote, for some fans, this this matchup wasn't sexy enough to end the year. But I'm liking it in the next three games. They're going to be fun to watch, man. They're really going to be fun to watch. I hope it goes 7.
0: I hope it goes 7, too, man. And we'll be watching and we'll be talking about it right here on Silky and Filthy. I just want to thank all of you for listening to another episode. You can follow us on Twitter. Or Instagram at Silky and Filthy. That's the, with the N in the middle. Don't forget that. And we hope you enjoy this. We hope you enjoy the Stanley Cup Final. And uh, hopefully you can fall asleep after all those names razzled your brain. Yeah. See you, filthy bastards, next time. Peace. <laughs> the Joe Rogan Experience.
2: Well, you know, uh, the oldest uh, hockey player in the in the NHL is the, also the biggest, six foot eight. The guy is Dana Chara on the Bruins. Forty three. What's that Maybe. name? What is his name? Zdena Chara. What? He's Slovakian.
0: Yeah, he he that dude was from the Lord of the Rings. Like let's yeah. listen to that name. <laughs> right. They gave birth to him in a meadow. <laughs> <laughs> they rode yeah. a horse
2: out there. There was they had, destiny.
0: They predicted yeah, how long he played. He was young. And shit. Yeah. 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 Just that name. He there he, he came is. out. Look out at and him. He ate looks like his a fucking
2: owner. viking. He's an animal. And he, he fights? I saw oh yeah. I saw this one fight where he hit a guy and the guy kind of took a dive. And he he leaned down and picked him up with one hand oh and started God. punching him with the other. Lifted him off the ice with oh one my hand. God. Yeah.
0: I saw one thing that a guy did that's really fucked up.